0: Welcome to The Calisthenics Show where I interview calisthenic athletes and influencers all over the world. My name is Danny Fleville, and today I'm gonna interview a legend, an alien in the calisthenic community, Andrea La Rosa. You're gonna know more about his history, how he got started with calisthenics, his feelings during a competition and his mindset. So buckle up, get your popcorn, hit that like button before we start and enjoy. Welcome to The Calisthenics Show. Andrea La Rosa, finally you're here. So many people have asked me like, you gotta do an interview with Andrea La Rosa, La Rosa, La Rosa. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying. Now we are finally here, so welcome. Thank you, bro. How are you? I'm very good, how are
1: you? I'm fine, you know, everything yeah. is okay.
0: Great, and how is everything in uh, Italy, right?
1: Yeah, with the COVID, it's a little bit problematic, but we, we keep going
0: yeah that's
1: like very very sad because there is no motivation here because the gym are closed again yeah. and training at home is not the same thing you know yeah we can, I we, can like... we can go to the parks but here in italy especially where i live in rome um, there are not good parks you know for yeah, yeah for real calisthenics you can do maybe pull-ups dips and something like this but If you want to do something more extreme, uh, there is maybe one park only.
0: All right, but now we're here and I have a lot of questions for you that we're going to get answered today. And I know the people watching this are sitting there with their popcorn and just (laughs) listening. They are excited. So guys, before we start, hit that like button if you're watching this on YouTube. And now it's time for the first question. And the first question I have for you is... How old are you, and where are you from? Okay, I come from Rome, Italy,
1: and I'm 24 years old, and I will be 25 in uh, a couple of months, like very soon. So you you're born 96, um, 95 in December 95, yeah,
0: 95, one year younger than me. How tall are you, and what is your weight? Okay, I'm
1: 165 centimeters. I'm 65 kilograms.
0: And now to a question. I I don't know how many people have asked me to ask you this. I don't know if this is normal for you, but how big are your arms?
1: <laughs> um, I I don't know because I I don't I don't think about it. I I really don't care honestly. But I think they are maybe a little better than an average guy who trains a lot.
0: Because on your pictures and everything, like you look. Like the arm looks big and that's why I think people are asking because a lot of calisthenic guys They don't have the the mass that you have built Okay, uh, and and I think that's why people are asking actually.
1: Yeah, probably because You know, we all have maybe some muscles that can develop easier and especially yeah. with my with my type of training like Maltese, plunge and a lot of pull-ups dips and everything the arms are probably the muscles that are more stressed. And uh, so maybe a little bit of genetic, maybe a little bit of specific training on the the bicep, on the shoulder, on the triceps. And everything appears bigger, especially on um, a guy like me that is like less than uh, one meter and 70. So it maybe can appear even bigger.
0: And how long have you been training for? Like, when did you start training actually? Not calisthenic, but overall. If you think about
1: Other type of sports, maybe when I was 11 or 12, probably. Uh, But I started with bodyweight exercises when I was almost 18. So the first seven years, I trained um, kickboxing and soccer (laughs) and a little bit of parkour. Yeah, four or five months of parkour and MMA. Yeah, With, with kickboxing, I've done like a year of MMA too. But, uh, you know, at the, mo- um, at the time, I was a student in high yeah. school, so um, um, then I left MMA, I kept with kickboxing, then the kickboxing gym closed, and uh, I started to go to the park training by myself,
0: and that's why I started with bodyweight exercises. Because I have the next question is actually, how and when did you start with calisthenics and why did you choose to start with it?
1: I started with calisthenics when I was like 17 years and a half, like in July of 2013. Because the gym was closed of my boxing class. And I wanted to keep training and to stay in shape for the summer. And I was watching on YouTube some exercises to, to stay in shape, you know, like push-ups yeah. and uh, the um, the triceps dips, you know, the dips on yeah, yeah, the yeah. feet on the ground with assisted. And then I went to the park because um, when I was in kickboxing class uh, in summer, like in May or June, we went to run in the parks a lot, a lot of running. And um, I knew that there were some bars in the parks, so I went there by myself and started with some... Bad form pull-ups and some push-ups, some squats, just to keep myself in shape. To stay in shape in the summer and to start in September again with the kickboxing class uh, better than everyone, you know? And this is why I started with calisthenics. And of course, when when it was September 2013, I kept training both um, bodyweight exercises and kickboxing for one year. Yeah. So like twice per week kickboxing, uh, twice per week um, bodyweight training. Yeah. And um then the the kickboxing gym um after one year um uh, shut down, you know, it's closed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, forever. Like they closed the gym forever and oh, okay, okay. and they started you no know, no I don't started I'm I kept training by myself in the park like because I didn't know what to do with the with my with my trainings, you know.
0: Did you compete in kickboxing as well?
1: Not really, but because, you know, my, my teacher uh, always wanted to, to do a professional team, but in the team, we were like very good athletes like me and maybe another one. And we never formed a serious team. We, we never compete.
0: When you started calisthenics, did you have any coach who showed you the way how to do things? No, not really. No. I uh, I was my coach <laughs> You were, because so many people like you know how the Internet is. It's full of rumors. People say, yeah, he had the coach. He did this, this, blah, blah, blah. And many say, yeah, he had the coach because he developed so fast. He was so good already. If you, you have the beginning. A,
1: a very good coach, it can help you build yourself way faster and maybe in a safer way, maybe especially in a safer way. If you have the right mindset, uh, it, At the end of the day, I'm lucky because calisthenics is pretty easy. You know, it's just about exercise. So the more you do an exercise, the more you progress. Or at least the the first two years is like this. I just went uh, training by myself and doing again uh, every every exercise that I I felt uncomfortable. And the more you do something that is uncomfortable, the more it becomes comfortable.
0: I like how simple you make. Yeah, I'm it trying. Sound.
1: I'm trying to explain with my broken English, but. <laughs> but no, <laughs> your English is
0: fine. Yeah, your English <laughs> is super. It's fine. No worries at all. Uh, many th- people thought, uh, I even thought that you couldn't speak English, but you can speak properly. You can really speak good yeah, English.
1: I need a little bit of time to warm up my. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, like you warm up for a workout. Yeah, it's the same. (laughs) So in the beginning of Calisthenics, you said that you watched some videos, how to train. Uh, Did you have any inspiration? No, not really, because I
1: was just uh, surfing on the Internet, like random videos, like watching this, then this then this. You know, I've seen like guys doing push ups, pull ups, especially in the the assisted dips with feet on the ground and (laughs) this kind of exercises and I just went to the park and trying to do the same thing. And then um, I just kept going by myself, you know, just doing, 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 doing again after uh, many months,
0: many years, you know, because many people had, I I spoke with uh, Eric and Victor Melnik and all of these people. They said most of them have like uh, Dmitry Kuznikov, they had um, Hannibal. they inspired them when they started, did you, or did you have your own like, no, I, I just did mine. I just watched some random videos and then uh, I kept going That's by it. myself. Yeah, man, you had, you had that beast mentality to just go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it
1: was simple for me because it was a lot of fun. You know, it was about yeah. probably the best thing to do during my free time.
0: And do you think, do you think it's important to, if, when you do a sport that it's fun? of course if you want to be, become good of course if
1: you don't have fun you can't train uh, hard enough or you can train like with addition months after months and year after year to have fun is very important when okay. i used to compete i was having a lot of fun
0: when did you start to get recognized in the sport so the first thing that, that helped me was to talk with a friend of
1: mine here in the city and he told me, why don't you open a Facebook page where you can uh, shoot your videos and photos on- of what you do? At the first moment, I was like a little uh, worried because uh, I, never, I never thought about it because uh, I yeah. really, um, honestly, I really don't care about posting stuff on social media. Yeah, but, yeah. but my friend uh, told me to, to do this and yeah, luckily yeah. I've done it and, uh, <laughs> and after maybe one or two years of training, so in 2015, I went to my first um, calisthenics competition, the, the Italian Championship and people recognized me because um, I was very good. <laughs> yeah, and from that moment people started to, to follow me and to, you know, to be maybe inspired by what I,
0: I do. Are you one of the reasons that the sport has grown that fast in Italy?
1: Um, honestly, I don't know. I don't know. No? Maybe, um, th- there are many athletes. Probably a good part of it are inspired by me and many other athletes, but I don't know. Maybe because in Italy there, there are a lot of people that don't want to pay the gym membership. Or something like this so maybe they choose to to go to the park uh, or try to to stay in shape with the with you know body exercises or something that you don't need much money you know
0: that's so cool so after your first competition that's when it's really started and because on your youtube and social media and like you have you now you have really professional videos posting you post uh, how to work out how to work on apps and so on a lot a lot of videos and it's going really well i can see Uh, so it's good that your friend said start from the beginning (laughs) it was probably the
1: luckiest day of my life because Right now, I I don't know <laughs> what I would have done, you know, without calisthenics.
0: Okay, right, now to a question that is pretty confusing when I talk with normal people, and that is, what is the difference between street workout and calisthenics? I
1: mean, it's just, in my opinion, it's just the way they they like to name it. You know, street workout yeah. probably because. They used to see a lot of guys training on the streets, like the parks near the streets, and uh, most of the people recognize the street workout with the um, with the guys training pull-ups and different kind of stuff on the park on the streets. But I I see them as the same thing. There is nothing different in my opinion, because you know, calisthenics is just the way of of saying bodyweight exercises, and street workout is the way of saying uh, training. Uh, with your with your body or maybe with what you you can find on the park or near the streets you know so i think it's like the same because what you can find near the streets are the parks and what you can find in the parks are the bars and what you can do with (laughs) the bars are the same exercises you can do with calisthenics
0: you know yeah the same thing Yeah, but but so many say, no, it's the name is street workout. No, the name is this, blah, blah, blah. And some uh, mix it up. Some say that, oh, calisthenics, it's only the statics and uh, doing exercises and street workout is uh, the competition, the dynamics.
1: I I don't think so. Uh, In my opinion, just as I I view this type of training is like the same thing. It's just a different way of saying like training with yourself without a gym <laughs> you can do also on the gym you know but uh, most of the people years ago used to go to used to went to the park you know so
0: yeah do you have many parks in italy like outside like in north italy
1: there are good parks but i live in the center of italy so where i live and also in the suit there aren't many parks like there are parks but not for Advanced athletes like you can train you can't train freestyle you can't because maybe you can broke a bar um, Yeah, because when I when I used to try a little bit of freestyle like 540s and similar in the only good park in Rome um, I used to broke the bar because there is litera- oh. literally a video on my Instagram like in 2015 or 2016 that I was doing a 540 and the bar was shaky like and then after oh, a few shit. days the bar uh, snapped everything like the pole not the bar the the entire pole oh, the, yeah oh shit they had to to do it again and <laughs> <laughs> you know they are not
0: like safe maybe that's the reason why italy are so strong in statics Of because course. because they are like ah no this uh, these bars the, can't hold are, for there are there are two
1: reasons this is the first one probably yeah? the second one is because like the the athletes that started like five or seven years ago started with only statics or maybe only strengthening exercises and then the new athletes that are coming right now they see the old athletes and they inspire uh, they are inspired you know you know when you do when you see someone doing doing something you want maybe to imitate you want to do maybe the same thing and in italy most of the people train this type of exercises, uh, so people automatically goes to this type of training. right now right now i I know there are maybe like three or four gyms with some good bars f- for freestyle, especially in North Italy. So people can can actually train some freestyle if they want. But I don't think there are many athletes interested in
0: in this type of uh, style
1: in Italy, right now, at the moment. When
0: I see Italy uh, burning the competitions, like when people compete in Bernegade, there are no freestyle, only static, static, statics. And uh, I personally, I like the mix, but I understand if there's no possibility to work out for the freestyle, why should you bother? Why should you? You can always do something with what you
1: have. Like when I used to try a little bit of freestyle years ago, um, I learned pretty much all the, of the basics of freestyle, like 360, double 360, ginger, shrimp flips, 540s. Yeah. But it's risky, you know, doing this, um, I broke my hand. I broke oh. my foot uh, because like when you don't have a good uh, bar or, or a good park, you can art yourself. But it's not about arting yourself. It's about uh, being uh, mentally prepared and to to know what you want to do. Because if I have to train freestyle and injure myself and stay um, without training like two or three months, in my opinion, it's like very stupid because all I want to do is to stay in shape, to stay healthy and to, um, to keep training. If I have to stop my trainings because I have to train freestyle in a, a not safer way, I mean, it's not like very important. What you do with freestyle is just if you use it in competition. But if you don't do competitions, why you should do it? Maybe for fun, but it's not fun if you hurt yourself,
0: you know? Exactly. I understand what you mean. So how has calisthenic changed your life and how would your life be without calisthenics?
1: The second one is like harder because I really don't know what I have done with my life. I would have done with my life without calisthenics. Yeah. I don't know, probably something epic too, but I mean, if I, (laughs) if I find, if I found this way, it's like, because this is what I was born for, probably, you know, um, I like to think this is about, uh, destiny, you know, if my life right now is like this it's because yeah, yeah, it was meant to be like this. Yeah.
0: So from the start, when you started working out, you, the passion you had was like working out, you love to work out. It was like fun, a lot of fun.
1: <laughs> because just just to stay under the sun in the park with, you know, a lot of fresh air. It was fun for me. Like, I really don't need to think anything else. Just want to stay free and training and stay in shape. It was a lot of fun. But, uh, you know, at the first time, the first years was like way easier. I was also younger <laughs> yeah now getting older it takes longer to recover <laughs> a lot of stuff in my mind like work business a lot of stuff you know so like yeah I have to to think about many things but I mean I'm, I, I consider myself lucky lucky enough to, to do this type of life I don't want to yeah to complain yeah
0: I think this is the most asked question that I've got both on YouTube now and on Instagram when I ask, give me some questions and that is why did you stop competing?
1: The real question is why should I keep competing? Yeah. Like where is the the good part? Like at least in Italy like there are many stuff that I don't like like you have to stop for maybe one or two hours before um, going to the next type of, uh, of challenge. Yeah. Like quarter of finals, yeah, demi-finals, yeah, yeah. etc. So every time I need to warm up, for me warm up is like 30-40 minutes because I, I really have problems with my warm ups, especially when I have to do hard, hard skills, you know. And also I don't want to injure myself because I do work with my body, and I can't stay without training for more than a week or two because I need always to record stuff, to record videos, tutorial, vlogs, keep working, you know. So if I go to a competition and maybe injury myself or maybe to, to be extremely tired just to try winning the first place and not winning anything like no money or maybe just like a few hundreds I really don't I I don't need that you know why should I I I don't want to risk uh, an injury or to like my body I don't want to hurt my body
0: so it's more like is it worth it to continue you have because how long how long have you been competing
1: from 2015 to uh, 2018 probably so four years yeah. But four years of like more than 10 international and national competitions. So yeah, like only first and second places. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's good. Man, you deserve it. Like you are a legend. You are real. I call it alien. Yeah. Not, but,
1: not yet, but maybe in the future.
0: Yeah, but you are uh, one of the aliens. I call all the crazy guys that are in calisthenics, like really top level. I say you're aliens like Eric, uh, Victor coming <laughs> you. Man, you're just crazy. Uh, but so I, I, I think I know the answer. Will you ever come back to competing?
1: No, I don't think so. No, I'm, I'm not training for this, like since probably three years. Like I really don't care to push my body to the limit. I mean, I always keep trying to, um, to push myself, but just not at 100% just i need to stay safe this is the first thing uh, at the moment i need to work this is my my first thing that like the most important thing at the moment for me is work i can do what i want um, like what i do enjoy and i get money from this so this is what i want to do for as many years as possible so I want to stay safe.
0: That's smart. I think that's super smart. I know people that are gonna watch this are gonna like, damn! I wanted him to come back. So the next question is, what is the best memory you have from calisthenics so far? Um, probably
1: the when I won the the three workout ultimate battles, the the second edition, like in 2018. Yeah, Because I had like uh, two rough years, like 2017 and 2018 were very rough with injuries and stuff. And I used to think always about stop, stop, you know, my trainings. Mm-hmm. But I said to myself that I had to keep trying a little bit, just a few months more. I did it. Uh, I went to the competition. I won luckily with a little bit of luck and... Uh, when when they they when they were calling the first place i was like almost emotional because i was uh watching behind myself vicky santoro and in in and i thought about all the the hard moments i had in the past years
0: wow I nice i got some real goosebumps here <laughs> <laughs> uh, was that your last competition not really because
1: i went to the international one in italy like three or four months later and i said to myself this will be my last one because ma- mentally i wasn't ready for the last one because i felt my body wasn't good you no. know it was like very heavy like full of injuries after the 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 quarter finals probably if i don't remember but yeah. i had like my bicep here, like very dark bicep, like oh. with my tendon was a little bit of uh, um, shocked. You know, a uh, little yeah. bit. I went to the physiotherapist yeah. in the competition. I said uh, I don't know what to do because my my tendon hurts a lot. And do you think it's safe to keep trying? And uh, he helped me a little. He helped me a little bit with a little bit of cream, a little bit of massages. And then I decided to keep trying uh, for the last two battles. But, you know, I felt like my body wasn't good to do... I wasn't ready to do uh, art skills at the moment. And from that moment, I thought, like, that's it. Because I don't want to feel this type of pain anymore. Like, this type of discomfort. Because why should I? Just to win a first place? like? in my house is like plenty of, there are plenty of trophies, but like, I really don't need that. These like they are useless, you know? So why I should,
0: why I should keep in my body
1: just to, to win a trophy?
0: I understand you. And I can imagine like to one point in life where like, you're looking at it, you're like, is it worth, still worth it to go through everything, like the pain, the, the emotional things, the like everything, is it worth it now? Yeah.
1: I mean, it, it in my opinion, it is always worth it to, to to work on something that you like or that you want. But you have also to consider your health, you know, like I have already, luckily I've already won a lot of competitions. Like I feel good with myself, like I don't need to prove anything. I mean, there are a lot of people that keep chit chatting, like talking shit and saying that i wasn't never good or, or like um, i have a lot of skills that are very bad form and a lot of stuff but they don't know what i have done in in the past years like i have like many many injuries from um, after the first three workout ultimate battles in 2017 i was coming from uh, one month of of my, my broken wrist yeah so i had the plaster it's called like this yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. so yeah i I went back to the gym like trained one month of only strengthening exercises with dumbbells just to to pump the muscle again and to make the blood flow and then i did like one month of skills and then i went straight to the competition without even trying nothing like in 2017, you can see like my bed form with uh, one arm front lever, with my planche, with everything. Yeah. But people don't know what I have done like three months
0: before. What battle like, was, I was
1: it? I was one month, like 2017, when I was blonde and I went against Lysans, against Kamenov. Ah, and, okay, okay. Uh, I don't remember, and yeah. and the final was like Sergio and some someone else.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Now I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you know so
1: i mean i'm happy that i've done this right now but i mean it's hard especially because you don't you don't win anything just the um, the mental thing to 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 say that okay i won and i'm happy but
0: that's it yeah i understand you and the the the, the sport is pretty new that's why there's no money and people that are organizing because i'm organizing competitions as well here in sweden it's hard like First, you need to have a business side to it. You need to have a business mentality when you organize. Okay, how can I get sponsors to actually help the athlete and not help me, but the athletes. Uh, But if the sport keeps growing, hopefully people will get prize money as well. So it would be more worth it to win win a competition or compete.
1: Yeah, yeah, probably. But I mean, it's still like very young
0: type of competition.
1: Because I think that 99% of the athletes are not real athletes in this type of training. Yeah. Like they just um, do stuff like I keep trying like maybe some freestyle, maybe some plunge, maybe something like this. They don't have the, the professional type of uh, mentality. Yeah, they don't have like maybe they go they go out on the weekend, they go drinking, they go having fun they don't care about stretching they don't care about warm up they don't care about staying healthy and to stay safe and training with um, with the proper step by step you know mentality they just try and fun and then went to the comp- go to the competition and try stuff they they do but i mean when you see this type of of athletes in the competitions they really give you some type of emotions like i mean it's just like basic stuff it's still basic stuff in my opinion like when you see maybe a 360 or maybe an stand with bad form it's like very basic stuff so until the this type of athletes don't change the mentality and start training like hard like as a real professional and everything like working on the good and the bad forms and to to create some really good combinations uh, i don't think these sports will grow like to, from to the economics way you know from the money the money will not come
0: yeah but there are some athletes that i consider that are really smart when it comes to training especially when they're starting to come when they're competing and- of course but- there are few. The majority? There... Yeah,
1: yeah. The majority is not like this.
0: Yeah. One new guy, I don't know if you should, I think you've heard of him. Tony Gust. Uh, uh... From Mexico. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. He was in Dubai like a couple of years yeah. ago with me. He's now like, he's really small. I've heard some interviews with him and like... Mm-hmm like you said, structured training, training in a smart way, knowing what deload is, knowing when to work on strength, yeah. when to work on that's, this.
1: That, that's why you can see he's progressing like very good. Yeah. Like he has a real good style, real good progression. This is why, because he, he has a good mindset and he keep training with a good mentality.
0: Now, what is the best memory you have from calisthenics so far?
1: uh i already told you this the 2018 moment yeah when i won the competition like yeah. when i was watching santoro and think about all the other stuff i went through the last few months yeah, yeah. that was like the best memory probably
0: what do you do for a living
1: calisthenics, calisthenics simple. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i consider myself a teacher like i'm i have a degree like a license to to teach people calisthenics and bodyweight exercises. Yeah. So I consider myself a teacher, but I can consider myself also some type of an influencer, yeah. fitness influencer. But um, I consider myself a, a most of the part as a teacher, uh, as a calisthenics teacher.
0: So the, the living you do is from both your pr- programs, YouTube and spon- sponsorships. Yeah, of course. Yeah, a little bit of everything. People don't think in calisthenics that it's possible to live out of calisthenics.
1: I mean, it's possible, but it's very hard. Like, it's not easy. Yeah. You have to to work hard and to be a little bit lucky. Yeah. Because, I mean, I consider myself lucky, but I also worked hard for this. But if you use the right mindset, as I said before, for the other question, I think everything is possible. Like you can really do everything you want. Like you just need to um, sit down and think about how you can handle the work. Yeah, yeah. How you can make money from some type of thing. You yeah. know, like the the easiest way is to become a, a trainer. This is the easiest way. Maybe not the, um, the best way to make money, but it's still a way to, to make some
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you do you work alone? Like, Do you ev- do everything by yourself or do you have a team that helps you now?
1: Um, I mean, like I do 90 percent of the thing by myself. Yeah, but uh, my brother, my brother el- helps me with the um, recording stuff, with the photo shooting uh, with a little bit of um, editing. Like I don't edit my photos. He does. Yeah. At the moment we are like me and him but i have already other people that will come help me probably in 2021 like a real team uh, because i i can't handle it anymore by myself it's like too many messages too many emails uh, too many stuffs you know so or or i have to train i have to record stuff i have to edit stuff i have to send email i have to read emails i have to build workout programs, I have to stay in shape, I need to sleep, I need to eat properly, like I have many, many things to do, like are really easy, but when you put all together, it's like many stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, and time just flies by. Yeah. Yeah, and I understand, like you are, now you're becoming to the next level and having a team, I think is the best way when you are on your level, because everyone who has come to your level has a team.
1: Right now, I'm not like uh, on a very high level. I don't consider myself like um, a very, a very followed athlete. Not yet. Like, I mean, there is, um, I mean, stupid people on YouTube, like doing stupid stuff and having millions of followers. I just have a couple of hundreds, like.
0: (laughs) Just just (laughs) a couple.
1: So at the moment, I still want to grow a little bit, Yeah. but yeah, it's like very hard to handle it. So I have already a team that yeah. will come to help me very soon. That's yeah, awesome.
0: Like, awesome to hear. I see you as a successful business person person as well, not just an athlete, like I told you. So what is your tip to be able to live from what you love?
1: Yeah, like, like I said, I think that the best thing is to, um, to think first of all, like Take uh, one day, two days, three days off and just think. Just sit in your dark room and think about all the ways you can monetize. Like you can become a, a, a trainer, you can try become maybe a YouTuber even if it is very uh, hard and it it needs a lot of time to do this or you can maybe find some sponsorship. But to do this, you you need to have a good following. To have a good following, it means you have you are already a YouTuber. <laughs> there are many ways you can uh, monetize a little bit. The, the best thing like in this type of training is to become a trainer. If you talk about anything else, like every other type of hobbies, uh, etc., I think it's like the same. Just sit on the room mm-hmm. and think for a few hours
0: on what you can uh, create. Because I get I get a lot of questions as well. Like, hey, I want my dream is to live out of calisthenics, to be a calisthenic athlete. And I think people have get, got it the wrong way. They think, oh, if I'm good, people would pay me. No, no, I don't think it's like this.
1: I mean, if you are very, very good, maybe you can find out to people. But first of all, you have to, um, to work on yourself on your image on your on your degrees you know so when you work hard and you have studied maybe you can uh, you can make it a job like you can start to make a living uh, it's not easy it's
0: not easy never easy people think it's super easy you just yes i do th- i just post a little bit and then it's all done <laughs> yeah
1: no it's not like this especially on social because Social are like very, very bad, like they have some bad algorithm. If you don't post that some kind of stuff that it can be interested by people, uh, you keep going down like people don't care, don't care, don't care. And you stop make a, a living with it, especially because you don't know if maybe they create a new type of social. Maybe in one or two years they create a new social. And all the people start on
0: the new social and you are no one. Yeah, true. For the next question, where do you see yourself in five to ten years?
1: I like to think myself on a a sunny island or maybe here in Rome, but resting. Like, that's it. Like, yeah, probably maybe open a a business or maybe a gym and um, go enjoy my life and maybe... Uh, have other people who works for me like will work for me I hope so you hope. <laughs> I don't know if it's possible but uh, I think like I'm on the right way like give me a few years and uh, if I can keep working like this uh, I have good probability yeah. in 10 years nobody will uh, will heard my name nobody yeah. I will be by myself uh, with my <laughs> family
0: on uh, <laughs> an island on, on my island <laughs> <laughs> all right that's nice to hear three athletes that inspire you today
1: every type of athletes like different kind of sports because i am motivated by different type of sports like the majority is like mma kickboxing and box if i have to say three names they are they come from this type of sport yeah the first one is like floyd mayweather It's like
0: oh yeah nice money maker money maker like, money
1: maker. like <laughs> if, if someone had to say me you will meet fly my weather i will be like first fun like i will be like very very happy <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> like, for me it's like an idol because not always from it's not only from the business side but from the the achievements like yeah. unbeaten like 50 and oh like made a lot of money he can do whatever he wants like he don't have like brain damages and in the boxing sport is like very usual Uh, you know he can enjoy his life he do he did everything he he was able to like i i think he trained like four times per day in a smart way of course but for 20 years like it's crazy if you see this is the number one the second one maybe you know it you know him is Giorgio Petrosian. Giorgio, I, I recognize He's, it. He is like the very, very best kickboxer of all time. Like the very okay. best, in my opinion, because like he did like more than 100 matches. Oh shit. And he lost just a couple. But like one of these two matches he lost, he was like uh, uh, poisoned from the, from the other team. It's uh, like crazy. He's, he, he lost only one time if you think about this, because the other time was poisoned. It's crazy. Like you know, he mm, more than one hundred battles just one or two professional. Yeah. Wow. Like you have to watch his highlights. Like it's yeah. crazy. It's like a real war machine. It's crazy. Yeah. And he has a lot of tradition because he trained maybe twice a day and uh, every day like on sunday he goes to run or, or he used to go to run on sundays too he trained like every day like seven out of seven for more than 20 years 25 years and he he's still at the top like you know last last year he won a championship like a world championship and he has won like more than five world championships you know in all his tournaments like wow it's crazy and the third one is John Jones.
0: John Jones
1: from yes. MMA. Yeah, like,
0: yeah. Man, I, I like, like John St. Pierre.
1: John St. Pierre, too. I like yeah. it too. But John Jones is like more a savage, you know? Or yeah, well, yeah, at yeah, least yeah. a few years ago, it was like a, a real savage, like mauling people. When, <laughs> when, he, when he submitted that uh, Lyoto Machida, it was crazy. Like,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. And, you know, when I see these three types of athletes, I like to think myself as this type of athlete in my type of sport like they are all almost unbeaten they are like they've been at the top for many decades like for 20 years or even more yeah I found the I found the inspiration from these three athletes I know may, maybe a lot of people will
0: uh, will not recognize these athletes but but I think that many people watch MMA, or watch uh, boxing and everything. I think that these names are big. I just couldn't know the first, second name, but I will check him out. Uh, but if you had to choose three athletes in calisthenics they inspire you.
1: Me, myself and I. Me,
0: myself <laughs> and I. <laughs>
1: um, I'm joking. I, I yeah. don't know because, I mean, as I said before, I don't see the... Um, The most of the athletes like real professional athletes like they train but not in a professional way Uh, i can say by myself that i've so i've seen uh, a few italian athletes that works in a professional way like vicky santoro lorenzo surpoli so i will say these type of athletes if i have to name uh, a couple but I I don't usually follow or find inspiration from other type of calisthenics. I mean.
0: That's that's fine.
1: I mean, I have I have a lot of respect for everyone, but at the same time, I I don't find like the right mindset. So um, I don't think you need to 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 keep admiring maybe someone else. You yeah. can watch yourself in the mirror. You can admire yourself, and you will make way more progress by doing just this. I, I think so. Like many, yeah. many people don't don't believe in their self. Like
0: yeah, that's true. This that's is the worst thing.
1: I mean, I don't consider myself like uh, better than anyone, but I have to. I must to because yeah. it's about mentality, and everyone should do this the same. Like yeah,
0: believe in themselves. Yeah. Exactly. This is a question, I, I don't know if you read this a lot on the internet and it's many people accuse you for taking steroids. So what do you think, why do you think they do it? Do you take that as a compliment or as hate? And how do you deal with it?
1: I don't take it as a, as a compliment. I, I can, I could, but maybe just because they watch some, some of my photos on Instagram. And they think about, "Mm, I can help myself with some external type of drugs or whatever they are. I mean, I hate it because especially especially in Italy, people don't respect me. Like there is a lot of athletes that talk about this type of stuff and people think it's true. Like people think I, I say this, but that's not true because... I don't use anything, like, I I am as um, 100% natural as I was born for, I was born, you know? And also, I don't, I can't find a a reason why should I have to take this. Like, maybe I can help the body, but why should I? Like, I mean, I'm already in a good uh, shape, and when people meet me in real life, 99% of people think i'm natural because yeah. they only consider the photos on instagrams like yeah, yeah. you can be you can't you can't be sure you know like you see the the photos oh he has too many veins he has a, a two big uh, biceps like too bigger uh, so he can't be natural or um, something like this but
0: and most people don't even know what steroids are yeah, I don't even
1: know. <laughs> I don't even know. Like there are many types, you know. No, so you also need to study. You need to study and, and to understand what you should take to help. And probably it costs a lot of money too.
0: Have, you, have anybody uh, confronted you and said, hey, you're not natural in face to face?
1: No, because if they do this and they don't uh, understand what I say, I can kick his ass.
0: <laughs> really, like literally,
1: literally, yeah. my man,
0: yeah. Yeah. I'm
1: waiting for the day, I'm waiting for yeah. the day.
0: There's so much rumors, people are so free to say what they want on the internet, and they think they can just get away, oh, and I has had like one guy yesterday, I'm like, he's like, yeah, I know him personally, I know he has taken two times in his life. I'm like, okay, who are you? Uh, what, like, why do you write this? Do you even know him?
1: They, they all think like this because now they, like, they see myself, like, they see me like, um, like a fitness model. But I'm not a fitness model, I'm an athlete, it's different. So most of the fitness model on social are taking something probably probably i can't be sure but i think there are many of, of them so people automatically now re, uh, think about this type of thing because oh if there are so many fitness models that use some type of drugs or doping why should uh, why you shouldn't but i'm not a fitness model like i'm now can consider myself a little bit of fitness model because i have a good body But I'm an athlete, first of all, I consider myself an athlete. I'm not a bodybuilder.
0: And you have just like you've got good genetics and built like good body. Now you also you can focus more on your body than you could before. Before it was a lot more performance, I can guess. Yeah, now you you can focus more on health, building the body in a different way.
1: Yeah, try to do a little bit of everything, like not only the skills, also to to stay in a good shape, in a body shape. Uh, because also, when you see someone with a good body, you you can find some inspiration. You know, I mean, if you if you watch something, someone doing uh, thirty seconds of plunge, but he is skinny as hell, like forty kilograms, I wouldn't be so impressed. I mean, I'm not heavy at all, but in relationship of my 8 I'm pretty heavy, like heavier than. Than people who is uh, even taller than me. I th- I think this is like a good ratio from uh, strength, resistance, good body, uh, a yeah. little bit of everything. Like, you know, I want to do yeah. everything.
0: <laughs> so, but now we know if somebody confronts you and can't <laughs> can't speak properly, you <laughs> you will get them. <laughs> I mean, uh, I always
1: try to to talk a little bit uh, to explain myself, but if someone comes at me with the arrogance of what they usually say on my social or on other videos, I mean, I really can I can, can lose my, my mind. I really, yeah, can. Yeah. I really can't.
0: Yeah. Because I, I interviewed Stipke like one month ago or something. And he also gets a lot of comments where, Oh, you, you take steroids, you take steroids. Uh, he's like, it's pictures in pictures. I take my picture when I am fully pumped, mid-workout. Yeah,
1: I do the same. To,
0: yeah, to look good. Yeah, of to look course. good. And then they are like, "Oh, you are always like that." It's like yeah,
1: yeah. People think the same to yeah. to my Instagram pictures. They, yeah. they, they see the the pictures and they think the same. Probably because they don't have the hard work and discipline of others. Yeah.
0: So during your competitions, when uh, the competitions I have seen also. Uh, you did not do a lot of dynamic skill. Why is that? Because
1: I never trained a lot of dynamics. Like I, I tried a little bit for a few weeks, but as I told you before, we don't have good parks. We don't have like. No, we don't even have a reason to train dynamics because in Italy we nobody do do the the dynamics. I can go to any national competition in Italy and win just by doing static also because statics are way uh, harder than than dynamics especially when you when you when you see a 360 or a planche. of course yeah. people will come and commenting on, under this video saying you have to compare the plans to a 720 or something like this yeah of yeah. course but when you see the competitions uh, usually people just do 360 three double 360s. There are very few athletes that are able to do 720 or something similar, like very hard dynamics. Uh, If you are not able to do uh, very hard dynamics movements with a good flow, why you should do it? Like I have a lot of people commenting uh, under th- my competitions because I sometimes watch the YouTube videos like the old videos when I used to compete and, and people are like, oh, he's not complete. He don't do dynamics or maybe he was trying to do a 360 and he failed. No, I, was even, I wasn't even trying. I was just switching the side from... The bar to another uh, if you watch like la- the three workout ultimate battles second edition on my youtube one one of the very first skill was like a roll over the bar then switch and change the grip to 180 and people thought that i was uh, going to do a 36. no i was doing a 180 to a planche i was doing a 180 to a planche because when you do a competition you should always watch the people y- like it's not nice to um, to to do a plunge with your feet over the the competition like um, the public is is like, why should I see his feet? I want to see his face like this is why I switched like and was a little bit of um, of show like to connect a little bit with something very basic just to to not do always the same thing like in Italy yeah, they yeah. do plunge front lever, plunge front lever back lever. <laughs> But yeah. if you do just even easy things, like maybe just a roll
0: or just maybe combine.
1: Yeah, a little bit like when I used to do the muscle up, hit, muscle up, like, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I like that one.
1: from under the bar with a Vusit form to a Vusit. Yeah. It's like it's not a dynamic, but it's a dynamic way to go in a static position. Yeah, It's something like not many people do
0: i only seen you do that and done your license, actually, to probably. a proper
1: yeah, It needs a lot of flexibility and a good yeah. momentum. Like when I used to do, probably I was the first one in the world doing the um, roll to plunge in 2017. It's like, like easy, but at the same thing, like not many people was. Used to do this type of stuff and uh, there is also the um, i don't know how to call it you know when you go over the bar and then let yourself going down and grip yourself with your with your knees going down and switch yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah
1: Yeah, you know this move yeah yeah. and um and also i think i was the first one doing this to a one-arm front lever like a very Uh, bad form, one arm front lever, but I was also the first one, probably. You know, it's like, basic stuff, but in a new way. Like, in a new type of way.
0: And you you can do, you did one arm front lever with both hands, right?
1: Yeah, probably it was in 2017. Yeah. And that was where I came from uh, my wrist injury. Like, I I didn't even know I was able to do (laughs) a bad form of one arm front lever with both arms. Trust me, I was in the competition and I had the feeling like, I want to do this and I tried but I didn't even know I was able to do it.
0: <laughs> wow!
1: When people see the one arm front lever in 2017 with a bad form and also probably in 2018 and they judge me because uh, it's a bad form, he doesn't have a good front lever, man I never trained this. Like I, I probably mm, trained a lot of one arm pull ups, front lever pull ups and something similar and at the moment of the competition, I, I felt a little bit of power. I, I was thinking about, I want to do this and I don't know why I did it. Th- yeah. This is why, of course, the, these are not good for, but yeah. I did it anyway. <laughs> yeah, wow, for me, so for cool. me, it was like crazy. I have but, to do like a video on my YouTube channel explaining this type of stuff because people don't know, don't know yeah, many things of
0: this. Because I, I do on my YouTube, I don't know if you have seen some, but I do a series called Let Me Judge. Where I uh, I comment on competitions, okay, and I, re- I remember this competition when you did both arms with one arm was not a clean one arm, but still I what I, I think I said even that I'm like this is crazy he's doing on both arms usually people yeah. only do on one arm
1: probably at the at the moment like in 2017 uh, nobody was able to do with both arms even if with a bad form but probably nobody at the moment I was shocked myself too because in January. In like December and January, I broke my wrist. Like February, I have done dumbbells exercises to strengthening myself. Then I have done like March of skills, a little bit of skill progression to to keep my body adapt. And uh, in April, I I was uh, out of town with my team doing uh, Italians Got Talent. And then I went straight to the competition in May in 2017. And I said to myself, I want to push myself. I want to try myself in this competition. And at the moment of competition, I decided to try maybe both arms. And (laughs) I I didn't even train this type of stuff. And this is when I understood that a lot of strengthening exercises can help the body uh, to do this type of stuff too. Like I never, never touched a weight in my life until uh, after my injury of my wrist. Never. Just like... After one month of this type of training, I was like way bigger, way bigger. And I was, wow, that's like strange. And was able to do more than 100 of dips. And um, wow. I never trained this type of high level endurance. I used to do like ensign push-ups, plunge push-ups, this type of stuff, but never more than 100 dips. And just by doing like bench, a little bit of bench, like a little bit of flies, bicep curls, this type of stuff, pro- probably helped me to activate the muscles in a different way. Like I wasn't used to this type of uh, stress. I-, I-, I don't know how to explain it in English, but it probably it's a mix of things. Like I've done three, four years of uh, calisthenics, then one month of strengthening after the injury, and I I found myself like in a good way, like in a very good position of strength, uh, but not the best form. So the competition, uh, the skill of the competition, weren't like very good. The strength was amazing. Like I I felt very, very strong, like at the moment,
0: man. Like after hearing this, and now when I I think about the competition, it's like I have even more respect that you even competed, because most people would not compete with having a wrist injury and then... I was broke, literally broke. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and then coming back, throwing that one arm, the other one arm and all the competition is just crazy. Yeah, you know,
1: probably because I didn't care about winning at the time. I was there just to um, confront myself with other people, like... Yeah. To compare myself to a lot of good athletes like Vicky Santoro, yeah. Victor, Daniels. And I was happy just to stay there and uh, having fun in uh, Spain, uh, watching um, the, the city, you know, this type of stuff. And I just went all in. literally all in because I didn't care about anything like just want to try myself in a competition uh, way like
0: different way of competition how long did it take for you to reach the full planche
1: a lot of people ask me this I don't know exactly but probably after about 10 months of bodyweight training I was able to hold the first 3 seconds of full planche probably but my focus wasn't on the plunge. You know, the first months I was doing only basics. I didn't even know about the skills. You know, I didn't yeah. know about the the planche. I I didn't know what it was, what the plunge was. So you
0: just did basics first. Yeah, pull and ups, then later on. pull
1: ups, muscle ups, chin ups, and chin ups with one arm on the forearm, assisted dips, squats, yeah. <laughs> air squats, <Yeah>. uh, lunges. <laughs> Like raises, this type of basic, really basic stuff. Yeah, and yeah. then I, um, I found myself able to hold the free handstand, without even training. Like I was like um, working with my hands, a little bit of banana form, but I was already able to do the handstand, and I was wow, that's fun, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then I started to um, to try some handstand push-ups on the wall to strengthening the shoulders, like I was feeling a good pump, uh, good energy. And then, I don't know, I probably saw on YouTube someone doing uh, gymnastic, like a plunge, something like this. And uh, I, I went in, into my room and tried a plunge by jumping a little bit. And um, yeah. the first time I was like, uh, whoa, this is difficult. How can they hold this position without the feet on the ground? and then i i started trying with the feet with the feet over a chair like a plunge lean you know started to to train in a smarter way you know to train in a smarter way and that's it so after 10 months i was able to to lift my feet off the ground but it was probably three or four months of specific training probably i don't know exactly but probably less than six months
0: of specific but now people know yeah, now people probably. know the question. For- <laughs> <laughs> so if somebody want to become as strong as you what should they focus on during their training when they are starting and how should they like pro how, how should they think the first year maybe
1: first year almost only basics like they should start with push-ups decline push-ups um, assisted dips and stand on the wall else sit and maybe try some pull-ups, chin-ups, and maybe some muscle-ups, and a lot of strengthening exercises, and a lot of circuits, like mixed stuff. Like you should add a lot of exercises in one set, maybe right after the pull-ups. You can go to Australian pull-ups, and you keep doing a lot of reps of Australian pull-ups, a lot of this stuff, and then after two, three, four months, you can start... Uh, training the isometric positions the first tuck front levers tuck back levers these type of skills so the first year is about doing a lot of volume like many repetitions uh, a lot of olds, you know holds this type of training and then after one year if you think you are a little bit conditioned like you are ready to try new stuff with straight arms you have a good flexibility a good mobility because you have to work on these two. you can move on into the next step but it's always in a safe way
0: yeah so basically start with a lot of volume in the first beginning and basics of course and maybe after one year you start with specific training yeah
1: i i have one of my students like he trained by himself without a trainer, uh, just doing pull-ups, dips, and this type of stuff. Uh, for probably one or two years, just like to have fun. He came into my gym when I used to train calisthenics classes. And uh, I teach him uh, the planche and the full Maltese in less than uh, nine months. Man, he now, um, like one month ago, we were training together. He was able to do like seven or eight seconds of full Maltese. On the parallets, and it was crazy. like the the twelfth months of training, wow. just one year, but it was like very good, uh, old like more than six or seven seconds
0: probably, like seven, eight seconds. It was full like. And here people say like, yeah, it's only one year, but no, it's three years. So two, one, two years of basics.
1: He probably was able to learn even even faster, but. I, I kept saying him to stay safe and to don't risk injuries, just to to condition the body in week after week, you know. Probably, he if uh, he came to me like, without never training, like never pull-ups and something like this, probably he was still able to land a full Maltese in one year and a half, you know. Uh, when you have the right type of routine and the right yeah. mindset, when you are constant, yeah. when you can train uh, like at least three times per week, you can do good stuff, like good skills in, in, a, yeah, in yeah. a very short time, like less than uh, two years for sure.
0: Now, do you take any supplements?
1: Of course I do. I started after the, um, my wrist injury in 2017, like when I was training with dumbbells, I started with whey proteins. And a Muscle Gainer, that was like yeah. a formula with uh, a lot of carbs, a lot of proteins and uh, a multivitamins. And now I have like a sponsor that sponsors me. So I, I do take like many things like multivitamins, whey proteins, like a pre-workout formula when I want to smash a very long workout, like more than two or three hours. And a post-workout formula like amino acids with other stuff. Uh, magnesium, potassium, like all the type of vitamins, like I say, sometimes the um, glucosamine. Yeah, I also sponsor this type of stuff. Like, you know, when you uh, people watch the stories, I, I don't only show them the publicity or the advertisement. I do. Yeah, use uh, it. yeah, I do use it.
0: And it's pro, is it process, Proxis? the sponsor, which is... oh uh, no, no, no.
1: Right now it's Foodspring, like Foodspring. Yeah. I started with Foodspring in 2017. Um, I yeah. used their supplements for one year, one year and a half. Then I decided to move to the other one, the other brand, because they decided to help me with a lot of photos and video stuff and other things. Also because they had like uh, very good clothes and this type of stuff that I needed. Now from September, like 2020, I came back to Foodspring because... I decided to focus myself only on supplements because they are like, I prefer the quality at the moment. I don't really need like other type of, uh, products like clothing and uh, accessories, Fitbits and other stuff. So um, yeah, right now just supplements.
0: And I think uh, Gagi is also sponsored by them, right? Yeah, because yeah.
1: like Foodspring was, um, like unknown in Italy, like three years ago. Then I started to sponsor them and they became, like, very famous. And now, like, they have uh, understood, like, they can keep growing as a brand with different type of athletes. So they are helping the athletes like Gianpaolo and the other ones, like all the the most famous calisthenics uh, athletes in Italy. It's a win-win because athletes can... uh, uh, recover in a faster way and they can improve their body in a faster way. And they can keep staying in shape without spending money and they get the publicity. Yeah.
0: So you seem to be shredded all year long. When I look at your videos and photos, what are your tips to be shredded like you?
1: It's not like really, really shredded. It's more about lean, to stay lean. When I post on Instagram, sometimes some photos are from two or three months before because like i have a lot of photos that i still have to post but i keep on my phone because if i open out an injury comes and i come training i can still post a little bit maybe three or four or five photos and just to stay active on my social because uh, it's important for me to stay active a little bit. I mean, I stay lean, and it's not shredded. When I, I know that I have to do like some photo shooting, it, I just need maybe three di- three or four days of street diet, like just rice, uh, a little bit of clean proteins. After the training, I look like shredded. But of course, I need also the,
0: the right uh, light. You know? Yeah, yeah, right light and good everything. So yeah, I understand you. If I ask you like this, how does Andrea La Rosa eat in a day?
1: I, I will do um, a full day of eating probably on my YouTube. I will record more stuff of this thing in a quick way. I can say that I wake yeah. up, I do breakfast like oats, cereals and whey proteins like Everything yeah. mixed together. Then I usually do maybe some type of stretching or light trainings. Then I do um, the lunch. And when I lunch, I do usually eat rice or pasta because pasta it has like very good carbs. And mm. uh, also because I'm Italian. <laughs>
0: <And> <laughs> of course.
1: <laughs> after a couple of years, as years, hours, after a couple of hours, I go to training, like the art session. I do training hard after the, the workout. I do take a post workout, maybe a banana or something like uh, carbohydrate, like it has carbohydrates, like some bread. And then I, after another couple of hours, I do dinner. And when I do dinner, I usually eat um, very, very, very clean food like tomatoes, like maize. I don't know in English if it's called like this uh, bread. A lot of bread, but not many things. But you will see in a video. I will record it.
0: If people wants to have more details, they can go to Andrea Rosas YouTube, and when you post it. Yeah, probably.
1: Yeah, December. I will post in December. I still have to record it, but I was already thinking about doing something similar.
0: But I think it's uh, like people want to know the life of the the um, aliens, the beasts in calisthenics. So a question here how long can you hold the planche at the moment
1: i don't know probably not much
0: because i'm not training what is what is not much
1: it depends if i'm in shape or not in good shape (laughs) okay (laughs) if i'm not in shape like zero (laughs) like if i'm in good shape like 20 seconds but probably two or three years ago was about 30.
0: that's sick sick how
1: often do you train per week the moment five or six times per week like Right now that the gyms are closed, I'm not training so much because I don't have motivation. I also want to rest a little bit, so I'm training like three times per week. And also, it's a good moment for me to recover because I'm way, way tired, like too much tired, Uh, but when the gym will open again, I will uh, keep training at least five, six days per week.
0: A uh, question I, uh, here is, what was the first skill you learned?
1: If you consider the muscle up a skill, probably the muscle up, or the vi- visit, visit, the visit like, probably that was the easiest. Or the handstand, the free handstand, if you consider a skill.
0: And you're one of the few who has been doing mana. How, come, how, how does it come that you learned the mana? How, how did you, like, think of, oh yeah, I'm gonna learn that skill?
1: If you have a good flexibility and you have a good w- V-seat, like at least 25 or 30 seconds of like very close v you can start training the mana. It's like not mm, so difficult. I mean, it's difficult to learn it, but if you have a good flexibility and you train with uh, the right exercises, like the mobility exercises for your shoulders mm-hmm. and the strengthening exercises, you can learn it in a, a fast way. Like probably I will do a um, tutorial too on my YouTube, but not right now, probably in 2021. Yeah, they will be able to watch a few exercises that will
0: help them to achieve it. Because many people, even I am impressed about your manner because I don't, you don't see that in many calisthenic competitions.
1: The first thing I want is to be a complete athlete. Like I want to do a little bit of everything. I'm um, not focused on ma- the mana, but I can still perform it a little bit. When you have uh, the right flexibility and the right strength, it will come. It's like an a L-sit, but in a way different position and is with a different mobility. Like you need a very, very, very
0: good mobility. What are your goals right now in your training? Uh, I mean, I,
1: I would like to work a little bit on my skills again. Because I think that people think that I'm not strong like before. But at the same time, uh, I don't want to injure myself. And uh, also because most of the people who want to follow me on my social, they give me positive feedbacks when uh, I post photos or fitness stuff, like bodyweight exercises. Like if I post a routine uh, for one hour pull-ups, you know, like I, like I did uh, a few days ago, maybe I get 60K of likes and uh, maybe 1 or 2,000 of new followers. And it's easy for me. Just, it's just a routine that can help people to work on their pull-ups or their one hour pull-ups or whatever. But if I do my skills, like very hard skills and people uh, do not appreciate it because I get uh, way less engagement, like 30, 40K of likes. Yeah, I mean, I don't even need to, to risk an injury just to trying to keep my social active, you know? Yeah, So yeah, yeah, if yeah. I have, Understood. like, to consider my goals, it would be to train again a little bit of skills. But if I have to consider my social media stuff and my business stuff, all these type of things, I would like to improve, like, the fitness side of calisthenics or to teach people how to learn a skill, you know, because I get more engagement, I get more likes, I get more followers and then I can train more people. If I can train more people, I can make, make a little bit of more money.
0: That's smart. That's good. Uh, because many don't understand that more people are willing to learn than watch. It's the difference because I, I, tutorials are going really well on my channel as well. Maybe not in the start, but in the long run, people will search for it, search for it all the time.
1: Yeah, when they need maybe to learn something new, they the first thing is to go on YouTube. You know? So if you do this on YouTube or even on Instagram, someone will uh, watch the profile, will start following you, and will start to 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 admire you.
0: Engage. engage yes. Yeah, yeah. So
1: you can yeah, exactly. people and you get more followers, so it's a win-win.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, a question I forgot to ask you before was, who was your hardest battle? Mm,
1: probably the one with Viktor. Uh,
0: Viktor Kamenov? Yeah,
1: 2017 yeah. probably. I don't remember yeah. the... <laughs> probably 2017, yeah.
0: Yeah, that was legendary. Yeah. And that was... I, I remember watching that, I watched it maybe 10 times now. And even when I did the YouTube video on it, I, I, it was amazing to watch the strength of both of you yeah. <laughs> and the endurance is like, where is the energy coming from? Like,
1: I think that these type of battles are the battles that can help growing uh, the, the competition side of this training. People see like two bees go against each other. It's like a box. It's like a kickboxing match, you know? And this is why I like this type of one versus one, because it's, it's funny to watch.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And instead of having one routine and you see one doing two minutes, uh, because that, I think Victor said that was also the hardest battle for him. And it was... And like it was made to history, really <laughs> in the calisthenic community, made to history. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Do you ever feel unmotivated, and if you do, how do you deal with it?
1: Almost every day. Yeah, especially in the last uh, in the last months when I was busy with my work, with my business, and everything. Like everything becomes hard, you know, to to handle everything. So sometimes you just want to enjoy one hour two hours of free time but you uh, you should train you know and you 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 prefer maybe to rest a little bit the easiest thing is just to dress up and go anyway i know i don't want to do this but at the moment i think this i must be already picking up my gym clothes and already going in the gym because once it starts even if it's not the best workout you, you will have you will still put some type of work, no mental yeah. work.
0: Yeah, it's just more like a discipline.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's about the mindset. I I think the mindset will change an athlete in a few years. Like a bad athlete can become a very, very good athlete if he if he mm, changes his mind.
0: I think everybody feels unmotivated at some times in in life. Of course. And And I think we need to normalize it and not be like, oh, when you feel unmotivated, you should just sit down. No, rather do what you have planned and get it started. Of course.
1: I mean, if you are going crazy with your mind, probably you need a little bit of rest. but. 99% Uh, 99% of the time you can still handle a good training session even if you are very tired or you are very tired mentally.
0: I have the last question for this interview. And I always end with this and that is your favorite quote.
1: I don't have a favorite one or at least not at the moment but all the all my favorite ones are the ones I do put on my Instagram like when I post maybe a photos or a video and I copy and paste a quote It's because I like it. So if people need my quotes uh, that I and like, you. they can
0: like, watch them on my posts. This interview has been really interesting. Even me, I've got a different perspective of who you are, uh, because I don't like to listen to rumors or what Internet says or how to only to see the videos, how the social media, because it's a different thing when you start talking with somebody. Of course. And I always I, have I a free people mind. People
1: think that I'm like very, very serious guy, especially because they watch the photos on my Instagram that I'm always like, you know. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. It's like different. Like this is just model like photos, and then yeah, exactly.
0: And so f- I, even f- I have got to, now i have seen and heard you and your story uh, how you started and everything and it's interesting i i never thought that you would be a mma guy that you love the the sport those kind of, of sports man i'm a very hungry people i'm a very <laughs> hungry guy <laughs> <laughs> so but this has been really an interesting interview and i hope for those who are watching as well they've enjoyed it i think we've have, we've have spoken now for one and a half hour around that and the time flies by like this i know uh, so so i've been, i've been ha- having a lot of fun and thank you for for wanting to do this
1: no problem man and, and it uh, was like i had like um, a couple of hours free and i yeah. decided to to pick it like oh. at the moment
0: yeah yeah and i'm happy for that because i know i've been trying to reach you for a couple of months but then oh. Uh, Like through Instagram, email, and I know that you said that you have been busy, like you can't answer everything and I understand you fully, so, but this, thank you again and hopefully we will will see each other one day and I need to visit Italy when this whole year is over (laughs) and the next year begins. (laughs) Uh, And hopefully we can get a workout together or something. Okay, Uh, no problem. Thank you for being here and I hope you guys enjoyed this interview as well. And... yeah, man, really. Thank you. <laughs> no problem, man. It was a pleasure. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Andre La Rosa. And if you did, hit that like button. And also make sure to leave a comment down below what you thought about this interview and Andre La Rosa. If you want to watch previous interviews, go down below to the description. You'll find all the links to all the interviews. And also make sure to subscribe to the channel if you want to see upcoming interviews that I will do. And I will see you in the next video.